Well, good uh, good morning and a welcome to each one. Um, this was kind of a tough message. It's one that I've been work thinking on, I should say, for probably at least a year. God, it's just been, been pressing on my heart. And, you know, it's it's hard preparing a message when you're constantly stepping on your toes or stepping on the heart, I guess I should say. Um, it's so easy, so easy to be ungrateful. And one thing that I've discovered is if we do not fully grasp, if we do not fully understand and fully appreciate and are grateful for what Jesus Christ has done, we've missed it. It all hinges on how well we accept what Jesus Christ has done for us. It's all there. And, you know, it's, it's hard to grasp that someone could love so much that they die, give their life, even though he knows many, many will reject it. I can't fathom that. But yet, this morning again, I am so, so grateful that we have that. And this morning I woke up half hour early and so I kind of snuggled back down I got another half hour. And just then this thought came, worship me. Well, I normally do in the morning anyway. And uh, so I I did. And I honestly can't remember such a wonderful time that I had this morning for that extra half hour. I mean, most... See, my heart was turned toward gratefulness anyway. And I just had glory bumps almost the whole half hour. And it flew by. It just felt like five minutes. But anyway, it kind of helped me to prepare today, to prepare my heart and uh, to be in a worship mode. And I added this verse then. <coughs> the Hebrews 12:28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and this, thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Is that how we came this morning, to worship him, in reverence and awe? Because we're so grateful that we can receive and be in his kingdom. There are several quotes I found 
Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. You know, if we miss the gratefulness, the other virtues won't come. It's out of our gratefulness, our gratitude. Other spiritual areas will lack. And then be grateful that you don't have everything you want. That means you still have an opportunity to be happier tomorrow than you are today. Because if we have everything we want, what do we have to look forward for tomorrow? So you may wonder, why do I call it the sin of ungratefulness? I think it's like 58 times in the Bible, in the New Testament, that you can read about um, give thanks, and like 57 times where it's thankful. That doesn't include all the Psalms. That's in the Old Testament. So do we get the point of how grateful? And actually, I don't have this. This is a new thought I had this morning. I don't have it in my notes. Is, maybe I do. Whatever, it's on my mind. Gratefulness, being grateful is deeper. It's deep-seated in your heart. And grateful comes before thankful, if that makes sense. You know, we can say, thank you, thank you, thank you. But the gratefulness goes into the heart. It's if we have a grateful heart, then we can easily say thank you, thank you. Thanks be to God. Why? Because we are so grateful for what he's done. And if we're ungrateful, we're actually living in sin because we haven't fully accepted it. Second Timothy 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now this is talking about the Christians, okay? Because, anyway, let's keep going. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. You know, the world is already like that. So he's talking about the Christians. In the last days, this is the direction the Christians are going to be going. And the one that stood out was that unthankful. In Greek, it's the uh, acharistus, meaning thankless, that unthankful, i.e. ungrateful. So that's where I got the ungrateful. <coughs> So many places we can read, like I shared already, being thankful and giving thanks. First Thessalonians 5. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, we are not told to feel thankful, but to be thankful. 
you know, sometimes we also don't feel like forgiving. But if we wait till we feel like that, it won't happen at times. Just out of our obedience, we forgive out of our obedience. We thank because we know that all things work together for good to those that love him. It's all for a purpose. You know, nothing shows your faith in the absolute sovereignty of God than just simply thanking God for every situation. When That's when we can really, you know, the sovereignty of God is so huge. This morning, it was just when I was there, it's just who am I? This God that knows all the billions of people and I can fall down before this mighty God who is sovereign, knows everything, and he's so personal and so real. How can we not reverence him and be in awe? So how can our problems, our troubles we have, be the will of God in our life. You know, God is this God of love. Why do we have troubles? Why do we have problems? Why do we have these trials, these... You see, problems are God's gift to us to make us strong. He's putting iron in our soul. You know, we need to be very, very careful if someone is struggling, going through a hard time, we need to be very, very careful that we actually don't abort the uh, purpose that God has this person going through. We need to walk alongside, but let's not take them out of the situation. Because God is trying to show them something. He's trying to teach them. He's trying to make them stronger for a purpose in the future. You see, if Reuben would have kept good on his word and he would have taken um, Joseph out of the pit and sent him home to his father God could not have prepared Joseph the way he did or it would have delayed it or whatever for his purpose what God had in, in store for Joseph to rule same as in Egypt had he not been in the um, falsely accused and went into prison, where could you get better leadership training than being over, set over other prisoners? Where could he have gotten better free leadership training? It took everything. And in that, God was at, um, inst instilling or just adding steel and adding steel to his soul. So when it comes to the time when it's for him to lead, he's a strong, godly man. Better catch up here a little bit. Okay, and problems promote our maturity. S uh, James 1, yeah, I got it there. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials or diverse temptation, a putting to proof. 
is what that. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, watch the maturing, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's why we can count it joy. See, when we're going through these various trials, that's how we can count it all joy because God is working in our lives. If we're not struggling, if we're a church that is not struggling, we're not having various trials, God is not working. Struggles promote growth, maturity. Let's embrace them, but let's support each other while we're going through this so no one gets discouraged and falls away. That's how we can be grateful in what we're going through. Because we can become bitter. Depending what we're going through, we can become bitter, then that's ungratefulness, which is sin. In all our struggles and trials, God wants us to mature spiritually. And that's the sole purpose for it. It's not to punish us. Okay, problems also prove our character. You know, people are like tea bags. Lay some tea bags, take them out of the box, lay some tea bags out on the counter, and you don't know what's in that tea bag, what flavor that tea bag is, until you put it in hot water. And that's how people are. Until they're in hot water, that's when you find out what flavor they are. Problems prove your character. Our character, if, is it, if it is genuine, is never altered by our circumstances. You know, sometimes we hear, well, this situation caused me to be this way now. I said, no, the situation just revealed your true character. That's why you are this way now. Before then, you were still that person. It just wasn't revealed yet. Because our character never changes when the circumstances do. So do we have the character of gratefulness? It's, it's a being. It's not so much doing. It's just being. That's, that's who we are. It's a way of life. I think this is on the, I don't have a mark. It's how, nope, it's not anyway. It's not how much we have, but how much God has of us. That's what counts. To be grateful is not how much we have, but how much God has of us. The more God has of us, the more we are grateful. You know, the amazing thing is, God never puts us through anything that we wouldn't go through ourselves if we could see the whole picture and the outcome. Would I, when I was laid off for a whole year, unemployed, I would not have chosen that. But in the end, looking back, that was the best time of our, almost our married life, 
is how we connected together, how we had to work together as family, and how I got to work with the children, going out and wrapping hay and wee hours of the night, sometimes coming home at 3.30 in the morning. Uh, yeah, 3.30 in the morning, just whipped. But, you know, looking back, I mean, the children, all of them, say that was the best year that we had. Now, looking back, I am grateful. But at the moment when I was laid off, that was not a grateful moment. But had, would I, if I could have the choice again, if I would see how that makes me grow and have more faith in God and have a closer relationship as a family, I'd do it again. Not saying that I'm wishing for it. But if, if we can see the future, we'd put ourselves through the same thing that God is putting us through. God fires our soul with steel through our difficulties to prepare us for the task that he has in store for us in the future. So, what causes gratefulness, ungratefulness, and how can we be more grateful? Okay, we are ungrateful because our relationship with the Lord is not what it should be. In order to have the spirit of gratefulness, we must have a vital relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no way we're going to be grateful if we don't have that vital relationship with Jesus Christ. Is the joy of the Lord our strength? What strength do we get up in the morning and go to work or go do whatever? What strength? Is it the joy of the Lord? You know, so many times we lack the joy of the Lord in our heart. We have pride. Do we have the peace of God that passes all understanding? Is that peace ruling our heart? Those are causes. I don't have all those there of ungratefulness. It's not that we don't have that relationship with the Lord. Recognize that there is a power greater than yourself that makes all things possible. That's how we can be more grateful. The more you express, express gratitude, the more you allow peace to radiate your life, regardless of the eventual outcome of your challenges. Our peace is not contingent on our surroundings. Our true peace comes from the Prince of Peace. Okay, not being filled with the Spirit is another cause of ungratefulness. Ephesians 5, 18 and 20. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, this is a praising, gratefulness, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, before we're told to give thanks, he tells us, be filled with the Spirit. Living <coughs> living in gratefulness is not a natural human response. It is supernatural. And it's only possible if we let the Holy Spirit fill us. The Holy Spirit is the substance, the source, and the strength of it. 
You see, the fruit of the Spirit represents gratefulness. Follow me. Will, will Spirit-filled love, joy, and peace, can that be ungrateful? If we're truly filled with the Spirit and the fruit of that Spirit is love, joy, and peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithful, gentle, know if I had kind or not, self-controlled. You know, if we're self-controlled, we're grateful for what we have. We're not longing for more. If we're long-suffering, we're going to be grateful. You know, bitterness, fear, self-pity, and negativism will go out of your life if you practice the grace of gratefulness. How can I be wallowing in self-pity when I'm grateful? I can't. And here lately, I was on the pity pot for a little bit again. And uh, this kind of boots me off of there. I did not have a grateful heart at that time. Wishing for things that I didn't have covetous, not being self-controlled. Okay, and also we desire to be served. You know, when we come with a desire to be served, we're actually violating Christ's teaching. But Jesus called them to himself and said, they were asking, who's the greatest, you know? You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. He's also talking to us. But whosoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. If Jesus came to serve, who are we to think that we should be served? And if we come to church just to see how we can be served, we're going to go home empty. If you want something, you've got to give something. And the more you give, the more you get coming back. If you are discontent with the church and not grateful, then just maybe it's time you give more of yourself. You know, Christians can sometimes act like those demanding children who want things their way. Temper tantrums in churches may not 
looked like someone laying on the floor kicking. But some sometimes come close. You know, we are called to submit to one another. And only a grateful heart can submit to one another. When it's got to go my ways, that's, an un- that's, that's ungrateful for what we have. Not saying we can't discuss things. Not saying we, sh- we, we have to discuss things. We have to submit to one another. Let's come together and let's talk about it. But throwing the temper tantrums reveals the heart, to be honest. You know, I know for a fact it doesn't all go my way. But yet I am so grateful that I can be a part of this body because you're all so special. And I'm, I just love when we can get together and we can just talk things through. We don't have to agree. But we can, we're all man enough or woman enough to just sit down and let's talk. And I love it. I, and that shows me we have a group that's grateful. Because we're here to serve others. We're here to give. We're here to sacrifice. True true joy and gratefulness comes by giving up your rights and preferences and serving everyone else. Another one is we, we are ungrateful because we don't take the time to notice the little details in life. Stop often to smell the roses and sit back once in a while just to take it all in. You know, many times we're so busy living life that we forget to really live it. Many times we're so busy living life that we forget to really live it. Relish life's joys. Be still and know that he is God. You know, some of us have that treadmill syndrome. In the morning, we wake up, we go on the treadmill, and we're just running and running and running from here to there, running and running. All day long, we're just running and running and running. Then in the end of the day, we get off of the treadmill. Then we look back. What have we done for the kingdom? Maybe we've accomplished making money. Maybe we've accomplished whatever all. But what have we accomplished for the kingdom of God? That's what I call the treadmill syndrome. We're just running and getting nowhere. Spiritually, for the kingdom. And when we live a life like that, when we're fruitless for the kingdom, a natural response is ungrateful hearts. Ungratefulness is sin and will destroy our, our relationship with God and with others. It will destroy our life. So in closing, with Thanksgiving coming, 
let's remember that ungratefulness is sin. So be grateful in all things because it is the will of God. That problems promote maturity and prove your character. It takes a vital relationship with Jesus. And learn to serve others with a passion. And take time to notice the little details in life. And it, they say, you know, take time to smell the roses. I, I can understand where that comes from. We have various different flowers at home. And when I take time, I just stop and I go down and I, I admire a rose or any flower the way it is. You know, it's God's design. Sometimes there's tiny, almost microscopic little color dots and they're just placed perfect. Now, if we don't take time to really observe, we don't see that. So take time to smell the flowers. It's, it shows the character of God, how detailed he is. He cares about every single detail of my life. He cares about every single detail. Stop living in the fast lane and start living an unhurried life. Let's avoid the sin of ungratefulness. Let's be humbly grateful and not grumbly hateful. Let's pray.